Louis Erickson has agreed to a six-year deal with Vancouver Canucks. Day, mate, sports fans. <laughs> nice. Thank I like you. that. Yeah. I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that once while I was there. Really? I yeah. yeah they probably don't say that that often. I, I, I forget. Like it's been a while since I went, but I I don't think they. I I think I heard people be called mate, but I know. Oh I didn't yeah. Hear, I didn't hear good day, mate. Um, they uh they love that. They do. It was a great time. It was a lot um, of fun. Yeah, that, very. Uh, they have some very, fun very words cool that they country. say over there. Oh, do they ever? <laughs> So they de- they definitely do. We uh, <laughs> it feels awkward to say now because it's like kind of shoehorned in. But we we did break the cunt barrier on this podcast last episode with John. Oh, I, excellent! Uh, yeah, no, I told a story about a a guy that I saw bomb doing stand up, and he called a heckler that. Oh no! In the the audience, um, yeah, he was like making fun of uh, flight attendants, and then someone was like, "I'm a flight attendant." And, the flight attendant oh. was, or then he was like, "Shut up, you got not not good." Jesus it was, it was really bad. Um, <laughs> and then I was reminded on Discord later that uh, one of our patrons, Renee Bork, was also at that show. You can vouch wow. that it's real. Um, that's but, really. Uh, I did. I did hear that word a lot. Yeah, there's they, Aust- they, really, they really do. They say it a lot, and I I sort of have a running joke with Demi and Tom, which is whenever they're on the stream or or I'm on their stream or on the pod or whatever. Um, uh, we'll we'll say something, some sort of North American thing, and I'll be like, "Of course, in Australia, it's called," and then I'll just replace one of the words in it with with "cunt." <laughs> so yeah, and, that and it hits, it hits, that, it hits though. every time. They really do. They and, honestly do. So yeah, I was at a rugby tournament in Williams yeah. Lake, British Columbia, years ago. Wow! And okay. the uh, the team that I was playing with, shout out to the uh, the Capilanos, North Van. Um, they had a few Australians. And all weekend, they couldn't stop. I'm going to die. water. Kept telling each other, shit cunts and dog oh, I cunts. And, oh, I, I and, love that. Yeah. And I, I was like, you, you keep saying this. And I, I like, I, I understand based on context what it means. It's just sure. like, you fucker or whatever. Like, kind of like, you know, or you bastard, I think. Yeah. Um, I was like, which is worse? And they had this like really long moment of contemplation <laughs> and said, uh, <laughs> I, I think a shit cunt's worse. At least a god, god cunt, a dog cunt's got a purpose. Oh my I'm god. Like, okay, yeah, no, that, that makes yeah. sense. Spot the lie. No, so, I mean, that does make sense. Sorry yeah. if you're listening to this in the car with your kids. Because uh, the Canucks made a big trade. <laughs> they did. Earmuffs. They did. I think as a parent, you should know better. Uh, <laughs> you shouldn't. Kids shouldn't be listening to this. Yeah, no. I'll, I'll say that. But uh, like maybe thirteen. Yeah, I think um, we were going to record tomorrow because obviously I, I just got back yesterday. Yeah, still a little little jet lagged, um, but feeling feeling okay. I would say overall. Um, 
And then the Canucks made a trade this afternoon, and it was a good one. I, a, I do want to talk about. I, I, we can talk about Australia a little more too. Yeah, but, you can talk about that in the summer when there's nothing going. Yeah. On. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, the Canucks. Well, first they traded Beauvillier for a conditional fifth round pick for anything, which is incredible. They didn't retain or anything. I, like it was because I, I tweeted from the show account that. You know, my reaction based on what the sweetener was, was yeah. Cole Campbell smiling with his grills on, which is yeah. positive. Um, yeah. And then there wasn't a sweetener and they got something back. I was like, <laughs> yeah, really which genuinely surprising. Makes sense. Yeah. Given the yeah. uh, like, I guess the context around what was happening in Chicago with Taylor Hall being out for the season and Corey Perry being out of yeah, the, the, the organization. Only, their only vet that's really left up front because Athanasiu, I think, is hurt too, is like Felino. And so it's like, well, they need they they literally just needed a warm body, right? Yeah. And so, it, you know, the the criticism on the Beauvillier thing was like, well, they should have traded him in the summer. They should have traded him earlier. But it's like, ah, that's such minor criticism, I think. Like, I, I I get I get the logic behind it, but also I'm just like, and I know, you know. You know, you can criticize the team in good times too. You know, like that's that's totally mm-hmm. fine, right? And no, it's good I, to hold I, them to a high standard. But it's I a understand great trend, the I argument. Like sure. I think Drance had an article about it where yeah, there's a very it's a good enough point that like yeah. if they didn't take Bovillier back in the Bo Horvat trade, which we agreed at the time was stupid. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we we're pretty excited about like the trade in general, right? Just that like, hey, they're forward thinking and they're. You know, yeah. betting on the Islanders being bad, etc. Um, we just thought it was weird. I remember recording that episode when we were looking through their cap friendly, and there was someone else that could have made it work. It was like Mantha, it was ba- uh, Bailey, or like it was it was someone shitty. It was yeah, someone it was really someone bad. like yeah. not as good as Beauvillier, as I recall. But like, yeah, they it would have made the money work the same way, and they were like a pending UFA, and the season was shot anyways. Whatever. Alvin famously had is we got three first round picks with this player that was picked in the first round, this player picked in the second round and the actual first round pick. Um, But yeah, that didn't make a ton of sense to me, but like there is a, I guess that is a blunder, right? Because if you didn't do that, then you might not have had to buy out Ekman Larson and Ekman Larson has been playing pretty good. I still think that the Ekman Larson buyout had to happen given his play last season. A hundred percent. It had to happen. I could not watch him play one more game with the, like we said going into the season and like when that happened, obviously, because I think we recorded an emergency pod for that as well. Mm -hmm. Like the biggest win for us. And again, he's been okay with Florida, but the biggest win for us was just like not having to watch him anymore and not being reminded of that trade. Addition by subtraction. Yeah. 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 So oh. I, I was I was fine with that at the time. I think obviously, you know, they're going to start being hurt by it in the, in the upcoming seasons. But it's like they they have just been like batting a thousand on moves recently. And it's really astonishing. Right. Yeah. Like they have made they've made five trades so far this season. And they've like won or tied all of them so far on paper. Right. Yeah. Just to, to touch back on like to conclude that. um. Mm-hmm. did they do this at the wrong time point like yeah the the best thing would have been to not acquire Beauvillier at all or of, of, uh, acquire like a contract that was expiring or whatever yeah. retain on Horvat so that they blah 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 if they could have done this trade in the summer they would have 
I think that's a hundred. They were trying to, obviously. Yeah. They were tra- they've like, been trying to trade a winger for so long. Right? Yeah. So, so like, I, I think it's kind of a bad faith argument that to say that they, oh, they should have done this in around the draft. Like, I'm sure they would have fucking loved to have. But, every team in the league knew they had to do this. The fact yeah. that they were able to do it without retaining, obviously, given Chicago's situation, is like incredible. And then with the trade that happened today, which we'll get to, it it shows you how fucking valuable cap space is, right? Because they Toronto wanted him, right? Other yeah. teams wanted him, but they would have had to have Calgary retain, right? Because they didn't have the space. Yeah, so and like no team, it was like it's incredible. I forgot what it was like to have cap space and do something smart with it. You know what get, I mean? Don't get too uh, it's gone now. But well, um, no, no, no. But but they did something <laughs> yeah, smart with exactly. it, you know, and like it shows that they at least understand because Jim Benning did not understand that cap space was important, right? That was like a huge right, problem yeah. of his. He did not get that cap space was an asset in fucking in the 2020s, in the 2010s. Like he didn't, to not understand that at that point is like unforgivably bad, right? Mm-hmm. And so the fact that we have Alvin who is forward thinking and like gets this shit, right? Yeah. Like he fucking gets it. Like he's making, you can see he has a plan. You can see, I remember with Jim Benning, the whole thing was like, oh, let him, let him cook. I'm sure he has a plan. I'm sure he'll figure something out, right? Like, and now it's like, okay, this is what it looks like to actually have a plan. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it fucking rules. Yeah, it's really it. cool. Uh, it's really okay, nice. yeah, here it was. I wanted to find it and properly credit it, but uh, uh, Luke Fox. Yes. Uh, NHL writer for Sportsnet, an author of Ice Tea Shot Me in the Face and 11 other stories about rap music. Uh, I had never heard of him before, so... I was hovering over his ex bio. Yeah. Anyways, was told that the Maple Leafs had a trade offer on the table for Zadorov. The Leafs and other interested teams needed Calgary, Calgary to retain salary, though. By clearing the cap space for the Bouvillier trade, they could take on the full freight. So, yeah, to your point, like, that's probably why the, the cost was so low. Is, uh. It was, so the cost, if, if you somehow don't know yeah. was the i believe it was the fifth they got in the Bobelia yep. trade and the th- uh, third rounder in 2026 yeah which like who gives a fuck at that point sorry especially in the situation they're in now where they might actually be okay or good right mm-hmm. like one would hope if, if it was a third that was closer it would be like ah it's a little annoying you know but it's like they will have another third by 2026 most likely probably you know I mean? that's Given so the way far the team out. this wheel the way this team wheels and oh deals like god they're trading so much it's fucking incredible i love it um but they yeah i mean i like the deal zadorov seems like he's going to be a really fun sort of chaotic player to watch yeah i know we we have in tyler myers but i, I my understanding of zadorov is that he's a lot more physical than myers yes um i i i do remember seeing specifically some just absolutely massive hits from zadorov from his time in Calgary and from his time in uh, Colorado as mm-hmm. well. Like, he has thrown some gigantic hits. Yeah, no, um, like, so one of my notes for today's show is uh, the Canucks defense is big as fuck now. Yeah. Like. It's, I love it. it. It's it's cool, and it really complements the, like, you know, Quinn Hughes is small or whatever. Yeah. Like, I, you're probably not going to be playing Zadorov uh, with him, just like you're not playing Tyler Myers or Carson Soucy with him, I suppose. But, yeah, like, there's three defensemen over six five who would be the yeah. shortest of well, let's look at these uh, bios here all right tyler myers is six eight zadorf yeah, is Su- six six and susie six five 
That rules. It was uh, a short Ian Cole is, guy. Ian Cole is what, like 6'2", probably? Something like that, probably. Let's find yeah. out. Yeah. He is 6'1". 6'1", okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's nice to see. I mean, that's sort of... This, this to me, feels like a Vegas-style trade to make, right? Yeah. Where And, and the moves Alvin has been making, obviously, he's, maybe he's still got some stuff up his sleeve, and hopefully mm-hmm. he does, but, but you, you said you wanted them to be like Vegas, where it's like, just go out and make those moves, right? And like, yeah. That's what they're doing. And it's so refreshing to see. It's just like having just like that baseline competence, right? Mm-hmm. It has been so long. And we, I think also, you know, the bar was obviously low with how bad and stupid Jim Benning was. Yeah. Um, and when they first came in, I think we were, there was like some PTSD, right? Where we're like, ah, I'm not. I'm not ready to get hurt again, you know? Like, I just mm-hmm. have to assume... I just have to assume all NHL GMs are stupid, right? Yeah. Um, and they, they said some things and made some moves where we're like, ah, I don't know about that. I'm not sure. And now it's like, oh, they have, like, a vision. And they know what they're doing. And it's possible to have people in charge who are actually smart and have, and have an idea <laughs> and a plan. Like, I, I really can't stress this enough for fans of other teams. I mean, I'm sure you guys have had bad GMs before. And bad management and whatever you have never had anything like jim benning like jim benning is is stupid for an ex nhl player jim benning is stupid for an ex whl <laughs> okay like not not to be like rude here but like he he might just he, like uh, you can debate like the moves he made and everything and his drafting and his trades and his and his free agent signings or whatever i i genuinely think in inter- and this is mean i guess but it's true i think i think in terms of just like intelligence i think he's the stupidest mm. gm in nhl history and possibly yeah sport, i was, possibly I was sports of, history like anyone who would be comparable like i mean the, i mean, I mean other, other in edmonton is obviously really bad too right but, but i feel like he's, still, he's they, like they, somewhat out okay fucking yeah and i think he's like somewhat well-spoken maybe right i think that's part of it too is like jim uh, you know i've said this so many times before but like he sounds exactly like Kevin from the office. Right? Yeah. Like again, not to, not to like deride this guy's intelligence. Although I've done that for like 10 years. At yeah. This point. But like second but, job, but like legitimately, if you listened to him talk and you still had confidence in him, you were a moron. Like I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say that. I know this is, I know that's mean to say to both Jim Benning and a lot of don't, don't alienate our audience of Benning supporters. <laughs> But I mean, God damn, like, <laughs> holy shit. Just, I mean, just listen to the man talk. I'm sh- again, I'm sure he's a nice guy and everything, but like, I, I really do think I-, I am struggling to think of a GM who was like, who's, who at least sounded stupider. Yeah. Like, I, I can't I, I, think I, of one. Like, please, please let us know because I genuinely, I am struggling to think of one. Obviously we are a little biased here because we had yeah. to talk for like eight years. I mean, like how many God. other GMs are you listening to talk to on a right? No, Jay, yeah. Jay but Feaster? Ha- Remember him? Yeah, but he's, I think he's, isn't he like, I don't know. Who, he was who more well-spoken, but like. Yeah, I, I was thinking of um, the guy who was on the Thrashers and now Don Waddell, who's like mm, good now, who was really yeah. bad with the Thrashers, but is like good now. I, I don't know. I mean, if, if anyone knows a specific GM who, like, I, I just think of like, whenever he had like a press conference or an, or an interview, it was always just like, oh my God, what did he say this time? Oh, fuck. Oh, no. Oh my God! What stupid shit did he say this time, right? And like, 
it was just here's like something so else bad. too so uh i don't know if you listen to the alvine availability from the after the beauvillier trade like a day yeah. or two after he he talked to the press or whatever um yeah one another point about about the beauvillier trade that he made he said that he the the team with like the internal competition couldn't offer him the he said like top nine minutes that he's probably deserving of and so it's like he wanted to do right by the player as well i'm sure that's like way down the list compared to open up 4.15 million dollars of cat space or whatever his hit was um yeah but i think that was like a nice way to look at it too like he's a pending ufa and if he continued playing like he had this season he was going to be uh a fringe nhl or making like way less compared to like going and playing with Connor mcdavid and not Connor mcdavid Connor bedard and you know producing yeah but part of that availability uh a friend of the show ian mcintyre was (laughs) really really trying to get him to take like a victory lap at how well the team's done this season and is like you know i i I wish i had the the quote in front of me but it was like what would you say to the people that didn't believe in you in the off season and with the heronic trade or whatever and alvin was very adamant that they haven't done anything yet and he like refused to take any sort of victory lap and man you know you know if Jim Benning was here, he would have been like trying to oh dribble the basketball in between his legs. Oh <laughs> my god. He he yeah, he'd be doing the Jesse Farrar crazy bones dribbling move. Um right around mean, yeah. in a unicycle. God, I, I just yeah, it is it really is just night and day. Like again, I'm not saying they're like the best management team in the league or anything, but it's just like it's so insane where it's like they make a move and it's like, oh yeah, I see what they're doing here. That makes total sense, right? Whereas with Benning, it was just like Oh my God, he's a he's a total idiot, and then it was a bunch of the stupidest fans in the entire league being like, "Hey, it's five D chess, you know? Like he he he's the GM. He knows what he's doing, you know? Like, yeah." And to your God. point, like, I I think I've been thinking about a lot this week, and I wanted to get into it like before this trade was was just like thinking about the things that we've been wrong about mm-hmm. that we can remember because. I, like you look back at the Hronic trade, we fucking hated it. Uh, and I oh, think yeah. at the time, like that, the context of that season, we were justified to hate it. But obviously, now it looks pretty good. We'll see what his, his eventual cap it's going to be uh, when he resigns. Uh, maybe, but even then, like if he signs at eight and a half, I'm going to be like, ah, that kind of sucks. But he's been really good with Hughes, and I like having another good defender on this team, yeah. etc. So they've really. I've learned to give them the benefit of the doubt. So, you know, oh, is a th- third round pick too much for what Zadorov gives you? He shoots left, and uh, I know that the draft pick wouldn't be available for a couple of years, but like draft picks are always currency, and maybe you could have used that currency better. Like, I, I get the arguments, but yeah. I-, I think at this point, I'm happy to let Alvin and Rutherford cook based on the success that they've had cooking to this point yeah yeah no i i just i'm gonna i'm happy to sit back and kind of let them do their thing right like Mm -hmm. they i just i i don't want to say i'm like i guess i am pretty i'm confident in them you know it's just it's a weird it's it's a weird feeling to have but i am confident in the canucks front office for the first time in like again legitimately like a decade at this point um yeah so it's nice, and you know, well, obviously... ten years ago is when uh, well, that was the Tortorella year. 
Yeah. We're about so that 10 was years of... removed from him storming into uh, yeah. the Flames locker room. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, you know, it, it has been about that long. And obviously, you know, we can wait for the other shoe to drop. You know, we're Canucks mm-hmm. fans. We know how this works. But, yeah. I mean, I, you know, it's unfortunate Zadorov's not going to play tonight because I was looking forward to yeah. that. But, um, but you know what he is going to play? On Saturday against the Calgary yeah. Flames. That's with right. With your boy Aaron in the Saddle Dome watching That's it. That's right. That's right. How was the uh, how was the game with John? By the way, oh, <laughs> this is this is classic. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Aaron Luck serendipity. Yeah. So yeah. we go and the Canucks outshot the Wranglers by a lot. Uh, Dustin Wolf was incredible. Like uh, on yeah. the pod, we said that um, whenever you go to an AHL game, you're like looking to see like you know who fits into an NHL roster like. You know who you're looking at it from like a future perspective, right? Yeah. And the really only takeaway I could get from that game is like Dustin Wolf deserves to be in the NHL. Like you were not beating him on anything besides like, oh, he's unreal. Yeah, yeah. no, the, the goal that the the Canucks scored was like a point shot that deflected, shot completely horizontally to like everyone's surprise, and then Carlson like shot in and scored. So they basically created like an east-west cross the slot pass um through luck. And that's how they beat Wolf. But like any sort of like odd angle shot he was saving all of them. Um yeah. Baines didn't play. Willander didn't play. Uh Amon had been called up. So really it was Pod Oh Willander Willander's on uh I guess he wouldn't have played. Did I say Willander? I meant yeah Willan in. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um. So yeah, Pod Colson played and wasn't really that noticeable. I thought he was more noticeable in his AHL games last year, but he's coming back from injury. I, I gave him the pass there. I thought Rati looked better than when I saw him last season, but still yeah. not like anything I was getting super excited about. Uh, Carlson looked fine again. I wasn't excited about him. I think maybe the biggest standout from skaters was uh, Tristan Nielsen. Okay. He seems like a pretty good four checker. People plays, were saying he's kind of right like way. he's kind of like a Burroughs style guy potentially. Exactly. You know? Yeah, it was actually kind yeah. of funny. I was listening to uh Jeremy Carlton was on Halford and Breath for earlier this week and they were just like spitting out names and saying like, "Hey, what do you think of Archie Baines? Like, where's his game at, etc." And yeah. then they were like, "Any other players you'd like to bring up?" And he said, uh, Tristan Nielsen has been, you know, great, working his way, hard work, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, fuck, I was going to say that on the show. <laughs> I agree with Jeremy. But, uh, yeah, so they lost that game uh, 3-1. Um, yeah. Gave up goal late in the third and then let an empty netter. And then the next day, they beat the Wranglers 7-2 when I wasn't there. Uh, of course. Yeah. So, yeah. picked the wrong one to go to, but hey. <laughs> Can't win them all. I think I'm 0 for 3 watching the Abbotsford Canucks play in the Saddle Dome. So yeah, that's, that's dope. Okay. Uh, that happens. Yeah, way she goes. But um, Nikita Zadorov. I'm excited I'm, to I watch might him have even play. said this as recently as last week. I've been a Nikita yeah. Zadorov supporter for a while. Yeah. Dating back one year because I was watching yeah. a lot of Flames games because I'm dating a Flames fan. That's right. Uh, who also, I must say, she hasn't been watching the Flames that much this year. And I was asking, like, hey, what's up? And uh, like, there's not fun to watch. I'm like, yeah, you're right. They're not. <laughs> there's so many other games I'd usually rather watch than a Flames game. But 
from having like seen the flames quite a bit, and it's not like I'm paying attention like it's a Canucks game. Yeah, Zorov popped. I mean, a year yeah. ago, I was saying he'd be the second best defender on the Canucks. Obviously, yeah, now they have Heronic, so I don't think he's yeah. quite there. Um, but like Jay Fresh posted the player card, right? And, it looks uh, pretty decent. It, it looks good. It looks fine. Yeah, yeah. So like, just to read off the the tweet here: physical de- defense first blue liner, whose mix of speed and aggressiveness has both positive and negative effects. Takes penalties and on occasion makes big mistakes, but strong defensive metrics and can carry the puck in transition, which is completely in line with what I saw. Like he can skate really well. He's fast. He's especially yeah. fast for being six six or whatever. And yeah. I think he because we've seen. Um, Tyler Myers carry the puck, right? Like he likes to rush and go into the zone, but yeah. I feel like Zadorov does it with a bit more purpose. Like he seems yeah. harder to knock off the puck when he did it. This is probably why he's had better offensive production. Um, yeah. but yeah, he's like scored 13 goals last year as well. So I assume he has a decent shot. I, I think it's fun watching him play and like, I'm going to take everyone's word for it that there's negative consequences as well. And I just haven't like, paid attention I mean, to them enough but like from what i yeah from what i've seen from flames fans and like avs fans and stuff is that like he is you know he's a little crazy yeah he like he he's a little chaotic but we're used to that as as canucks fans if so. it makes games fun to watch i'm kind of yeah. here for it too like obviously the main thing is i want the canucks to win yeah but like if you look at his percentages of like wins above replacement from uh yeah goals 83 percent EV offense, 42%, so whatever. Yeah. I don't need him to be a big producer, given that they have Ronick and Hughes. EV defense, 86%, baby. That's fine. That's good. You yeah. know? I mean, I, I'd, I'd like to see what Myers' player card looks like, because that's kind of the comparison that oh, I yeah. to him, right? Oh, but, I, oh you know, the, the Athletic just did theirs. We should compare those. Um, oh, yeah. I think those right. came out, like, today. Penalties, yeah. uh, this is the big knock, is, like, penalties, 12%. I don't know what teammates means. Is it 18%? PK is 27, but I mean, they already have when healthy, it'll be like Myers, uh, Susie. Yeah. Uh, Ian Cole and probably Heronic as your main penalty killers. I don't know if you're going to see Zadorov get a ton of penalty kill time. I'm sure he'll be out there a bit, but that's just so nice. It's just so nice to have depth and it seems like they're still going to try and get Ethan bear. Um, I think they might have to just send someone down. I don't know exactly what they'll have yeah, to do. Yeah, I so I was just recording WFIM before this, so I didn't have as yeah. much time as I would have liked to to like fully look into it. But I did briefly look at it on my phone earlier. So the Canucks right now, uh, with Susie on IR, have yeah. two million and change for uh cap space. Okay, and Susie makes three. 0.25. So that's okay. 1.25 million over the cap right now, but they also have Amon Carlson, uh Irwin and Juleson all called up. Oh man, just the fact that we won't have to watch Juleson, right? Like yeah. it's just like I think the thing you have to look at with trades like these as well is just like and I mean it's obvious I guess, but it's just the depth and like the the cascading effect of like pushing the guys down to like where they belong right? oh yeah you know for sure I mean? like like Juleson in the ahl freeman yeah. is like a seventh, seventh defender yeah. ahl type of guy um where the hell is it right so pia Suter is 
Injury reserve, not LTI. So like his don't know, cap. Don't hit, know what's going on there. His cap hit's still counting. So when healthy. Yeah. They could send down. Probably. Uh, I don't. They probably wouldn't have a full 23 man roster and be able to fit in bear. I don't think. They're, yeah. uh, they're a 23 man roster currently. Right. So. Say you send down Irwin and Juleson. That's one yeah. and a half. So yeah. that gets you to when Susie comes back, there's two million. That's like a hundred or like two twenty five of available space. So then yeah. I guess you send down like a Carlson and a Mon and go yeah. with like one extra skater, and then you could give him a million. Sure, works for me. Yeah, Let's make it happen. The other thing that's interesting about Bear is the waiver stuff, right? Because I, I, I see a lot. I see a lot of things where they're like. Uh, if he signs after December first, he has to go through waivers, right? Because remember, there's other, that thing other, uh, with um with like O'Reilly, Ryan O'Reilly, because Jay with Feaster, Calgary. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Speaking of Jay Feaster, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so like, I I definitely remember that. But the only person I've seen talk about the December first thing is Sat on like a Twitter yeah. clip of Canuck Central, and it hasn't come up on anything else. And I've been like consuming a lot of uh, hockey media. So I'm wondering yeah. if it was an old CBA thing. Yeah. Because I'm sure if that was like the case, it would be coming up a lot more. Man, I'm, I'm seeing, I'm, I'm just looking at, because I still have my Canucks Twitter account. I don't have my main Twitter account yeah. anymore. But, um, so the Canucks Twitter account is just for news, basically. Because yeah. It's, it's the only thing Twitter's good for anymore. God damn. It's so bad. Uh, no, 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 wait, there's... The, if you've seen these ads, you can get all sorts of oh. cool dropship t-shirts. God, dude, the ads are so funny. I mean, I, I'm going to be talking about it on Block Party probably, but the fucking, uh, the Musk interview was incredible. It was so oh, yeah. fucking funny. He's, uh, um, he's probably he's on so a bunch st- of pills, eh? Oh, he he's definitely fucked is. Up. He's so fucking stupid, dude. It's crazy how stupid he is. Really funny. He called the guy the wrong name. Uh, oh, he's, he's so dumb. The leather jacket looks like shit. I mean, hopefully, you know, we all, we all know what we want to happen. Hopefully it happens soon. Um, but I see a lot of people on Canucks Twitter being like, yeah, fuck it. Go for it. Why the fuck not? You know? And it's like, yeah, I'm yeah. A hundred percent. Absolutely. I'm completely on board with it. Like why the fuck not at this point? Right. Like, and, and not, not that again, not that Zadorov is like going for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it's, it's a nice move to make. And I, I like it a lot. Um, and yeah, I mean, I just, you know, there's, <laughs> yeah, just keep doing shit like this. Yeah, keep making, cool. they've made, they made again, what, five trades since the start of the season. Is that right? Yeah. That's there's crazy. Lafferty, there's Friedman, yeah. there's Beauvillier, yeah. there's this one. And is there one more? Did they get rid of some? Oh yeah. The, 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 the Smith, um, Tanner Smith. Pearson yeah. trade. Yeah. 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 Um, They've done good on all those trades, I think. Like, fuck it. Your pro scouting is good now. Keep making moves like this. I, tr- I trust you guys, you know? Yeah. I'm, tr- I, I'm trusting the process. Yeah, like, we've said this a bunch. Like, the players are in their primes. They have, like, 12 yeah. expiring contracts, I think I saw earlier. So, I mean, even if it doesn't work out, like, they have a bunch of freedom going into next yeah. offseason. Yeah. Um, that's actually a thing I've been wondering about. Like, you have... Lafferty and you have Dakota Joshua uh, expiring. Those seem like players that they're going to want to keep because of their like player profile. 
I also think they're both players that will be deserving of raises for that reason too. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's something to be mindful of when we're doing our projections for. I think for next right. year. Yeah. Yeah. God, Joshua's been I, good. You missed Joshua a good week so to go much away. Fun, the uh, I know the games know. were ass. I, I saw. I watched the highlights and stuff because Demi um, watches the Canucks now. She's she's a Canucks. Fan. Shout out Demi. Uh, I got I got Demi and Tom the the two different Quinn Hughes. Uh, t-shirts oh I nice them, Hell i got yeah. them each one of those they look great uh i also got them uh some coffee mugs with um one of them is like this big uh guy in a dog costume in stilts that demi and tom and and i are all obsessed with it looks this it's fucking insane it's this really weird like scottish guy or something mm-hmm. and then the other one is um uh bugs bunny sucking taffy duck's dick <laughs> And it looks great. It looks really I, good. I can't believe I blocked this out of my memory. The stilts just like jarred it. It was like it was repressed or something. But when John and yeah. I went to the game. Yeah. We parked. Okay. And we're walking to the Saddle Dome. Yeah. And there's some construction going on at the BMO Center, which is like, like adjacent to the Saddle Dome. Like big right. conference hall. Anyways. Normal route that you can take was closed due to construction. Okay. And instead of having... um. Like people in like high vis uh, vests uh, directing traffic with signs. Yeah, they had uh, two people on stilts and like red and yellow <laughs> attire. What? And, and the guy that talked to me had a British accent. It was very quaint. Okay. And he uh, was like, "Right this way. Don't hold up. This is close. Come, come on down here." And uh, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, they direct. <laughs> I, and like, because at first I'm like, what are these fucking freaks doing out here on stilts? Like, it's kind of cold. Like, yeah. it's, it's a Wranglers game. It's not like, you know, the Stampede's going on or even the Flames are playing. Yeah. I'm like, that's really fucking weird. Maybe they're just like helpful people on stilts. And then we keep walking, and fuck me if there's not two more people on stilts dressed up the same directing traffic somewhere else. What the hell? I know. Calgary is weird, man. Yeah. This, here's here, here's my right wing take. Oh, this is what happens when you abolish the police. This is what the loony left wanted. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess the other uh, thing with this trade is like, it, very clearly the the cap space was burning a hole in their pocket. Yeah, it's very it's very funny to make that trade immediately. Yeah. Um, um even though even though it is like I mean right after the Bovillier trade, I, I me and everybody else was wondering like, I wonder how long they're gonna take to do something. And it seemed yeah. like the the chatter around the market or whatever was very like uh well, you know, they're not gonna rush to make any moves and <laughs> I, I think we all kind of knew better and we're just like waiting for the next pin to drop. So it's cool yeah. that it happened so fast. But I was also kind of wondering if they were going to like make a, a bigger move, like, you know, move out more they, money I, and like, I think go they for still a really will. big swing. Yeah. You think, I think, I, I think like Kuzmenko is going to go out and yeah, the Kuzmenko situation is a little weird because it sort of got worse while I was away. Yeah. Scratch back to back games. Maybe there's something to that. Maybe me leaving, you know? Yeah. Know. Um, oh, by the way, I also say this about Zadorov. It's nice that he wore the pride Jersey and had no problem doing that. Yeah. It no, like that's very, it. He's, he's woke. He seems like a very nice guy. Yeah, you mentioned that I think before. Yeah, no, he's he's he seems like a really good interview. He yeah. also is like the only Russian player to speak out against like Putin the war and Putin. Yeah, yeah so which pretty, is that's like, pretty cool. Take some big balls. Uh, yeah, yeah. So and, I think um, yeah, I mean, 
he's he seems like he seems like a good guy, but the Kuzmenko stuff is worrying a little bit. I mean, his his numbers are obviously down. He's not shooting at like sixty mm-hmm. percent or whatever, like he did last year. But, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. He's just not. Maybe it's we've talked about this. I guess he's not in the same getting the same like power play opportunities. He's not in the same spot. It's no. Well, it is, right? when he so, got got taken out of the lineup, they put Hronik into his spot on PP one. Yeah. And Hronik started uh being well he has this shot, right? Which is really yeah. powerful and like a, a thing that I guess Kuzmenko doesn't have. So it gives them a different type of look and the yeah. opposing teams have to you know re- defend differently. So Yeah. It's nice. Yeah, it's you know good. what's not nice is uh Tyler Myers on the point of the second power play unit. Yeah, I'm not sure about that i don't know that that's a good idea yeah, I don't, maybe sidorf will be a better fit on pp2 if they continue doing that i yeah i just think it's bad asset management to keep i mean the biggest thing is winning hockey games but sure like Hurlock's already gonna get a fucking shitload of money why give him more ammunition to get even more money yeah it's i know what you mean but I, also like man he's just like he's so much he's really fun to watch it's so fun mm-hmm. watching with hughes i forget who it was it might have been an athletic article. It was something where they were sort of posting um, like just plays that little plays that he made with Hughes and how well he like reads Hughes on the ice. Right? Oh, yeah, like they're really Hughes good. Will start, like, Hughes will start like crossing over the ice at the blue line and Hronik will just like read it perfectly and kind of sneak behind him for like a little like back pass. And it's yeah. like, oh, it's so nice. It's just so nice seeing that, you know? It's really good. Oh, man. Uh, I, so there's some stuff from Dollywall on Twitter. Um, yeah, he did say the Canucks are still interested in Bear. I saw that. He also keeps calling Zadorov Zadorov. Z- no, I think he's calling him Zaradov. Zaradov. Yeah. No. I. I, yeah. I, I uh, I've, he's done a couple of hits recently, yeah. and uh, comes up a lot. And I mean, he's been saying forever that that's like their primary target, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, Zadorov had the Canucks high on his list of places to go. Not really shocking, given assistant yeah. general manager uh, Milstein is his agent. Uh, I wonder how that 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 plays with the Kuzmenko thing. That's a, like some speculation I've seen on Twitter is that I think everyone was surprised at how little it costs to acquire Zadorov. Yeah, I always think oh. it was definitely going to be a second round pick. Well, especially because that like that type of player to me is like. That's always the type of player that gets overpaid, right? Yeah, like, everybody wants a player like that. Like everybody's yeah. looking to improve their defense. It's fucking. Yeah. It's still November. Yeah, and, and the Flames are holding on to I think the second wild card position right now. Like they're firmly entrenched, mushy middle, trying to get into the playoffs. Uh, I just, I guess they they just really wanted to get rid of him. Right? Yeah, so like, maybe he, like Milstein like and Zadorov so. were making it. Uh, like tough for them and like force their hand potentially. That's yeah. why they were like making it now because you would imagine if they waited till the deadline, like maybe he gets injured between now and then and you can't get any yeah. assets for him, but just, like, just get, just get anything for him, I guess. Right. But yeah, it's works I, for me, baby. It's still kind like same with the Toffoli trade, right? Where it's just like, okay, I guess you guys are just getting rid of him right away. Right. Like I, I don't necessarily get it. I don't, it's fine. Like you said, it, it, it helps the Canucks. It makes, I mean, Calgary feels like they're on the verge of just like a fire sale, right? Yeah. They've uh, been better. 
they like, they have been the better recently. Like they've been like decent record wise. Let's but pull I up think the standings they, here. I think they I think they just have to fucking they got to pick I, pick they a lane. Should. Right? Like yeah. <laughs> There's no uh no arguments here that that's what they should be doing. Uh yeah. They're 5-3 and 2 in their last 10. Uh and they are currently let's look by points percentage. I mean, yeah, by points percentage they're two out of a wild card spot. They're okay. of, uh, the Coyotes, Preds, and St. Louis ahead. But of hey, them. hey, we're past American Thanksgiving, Aaron. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> wow, minus. God damn! Is this the, the is Blues this the have long... to come down to earth? They're minus they... four goal differential, and they're sitting in the last wild card spot. Same, same with Washington. Just two weird. Oh yeah, that one's even more bizarre. They, um, yeah, they're in a. Is... They're not even a wild card. They're like minus five goal differential, sitting in the third in the Metropolitan. Um, is this the latest into a Canucks season that you've still cared for like the, like, uh, like a since decade? Tortorella was co uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, again, I, I wasn't watching I during the, the bubble season, but like they were bad at this point during the bubble season. Were they not like a uh, bubble season? They started good. They acquired to Foley. Yeah. When Besser got hurt as a, like, we're going to reward the team, which is kind of similar to this. And then I think yeah. they started eating shit like in January. Right. And that's when okay. they were like falling out of contention, out of a playoff spot. And then right. COVID-19 happened. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I just, I like last season we were done caring by the first month. Right? Oh yeah. The first two weeks we were out. It was so obvious how fucking bad they were. Mm -hmm. And, and now it's like, I'm, I'm all oh, this time last year we were on uh What's that website to find your draft lottery odds? Oh, I have Tankathon. Hope Getter Upper. Yeah, Tankathon. I forgot what the name was. Yeah. I, mean, I don't fucking care about shit, it anymore. man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That is so nice. God damn. That fucking rocks. Oh. oh. Have you seen the Wayne Gretzky ad yet? No, I saw. I think you posted something I did, about it. I did the... tweet it. So, Wayne, yeah. there's an ad now where yeah. Wayne Gretzky is talking to young Wayne Gretzky in the mirror. And the young Wayne Gretzky in the mirror is... It's such crazy. It's like a really bad... It's like they took the fucking Snapchat filter. This shit looks so crazy, It looks man. worse than a face app. And then he's Don't talking also... to himself about getting a vaccine for, like, guys that are over 60 for some respiratory virus. But, like, don't... Don't you guys, like... There's like footage of young Wayne Gretzky. Can't I, we you just know do what the he fucking, looks like. Yeah, can't you just do like the Star Wars thing? I'm sure that was like very expensive technology. Yeah. This is like a, a vaccine ad or whatever. But like we've seen it done in Star Wars and there is like obviously like an uncanny valley thing to it. You know, yeah. like young, young Indiana Jones or when they, when they de-aged De Niro and the Irishman. But like I, the technology is there. I'm sure it's expensive. But whatever the fuck they decided to do instead was like horrifying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it looks so bad. Oh man, I'm excited! I'm excited to watch uh, most of the game tonight. It's weird because like I got back, so the games are all on at like two o'clock in the afternoon, which is yeah. cool. That's like prime doing stuff time. I know. So I we didn't we didn't end up watching any of the games, but just like it it was it was just um it was cool just like checking the score and stuff like in the afternoon. Yeah, I get like that. that. Um, but I am excited to watch because like yeah, it's it's just. You know, I got back yesterday morning. It's like a 15-hour flight, right? Yeah, that sucks. Um, <laughs> and I, I didn't really sleep at all on the flight back. Um, 
and then slept like yesterday morning slash afternoon, slept last night. I've been up since, you know, 7.30 this morning. Um, and 7.30 this morning is like 2.30 a.m. tomorrow, right? So it's just like, yeah. So I'm I'm hopeful by like tomorrow I'll be like fully adjusted because my plan tonight is doing a couple streams mm-hmm. and then going to bed at like, you know, 9, 9.30. Um, and then luckily not streaming tomorrow, so just like sleeping in. Yeah. Well, you were um, only gone for a week. So was your, your schedule like fucked up when you were over there? Honestly, the adjustment over there was not that bad, I found. Yeah, I didn't think it was uh, that bad either when I went because as it, well. It's, it's weird because like I think what it is is that Yes, it's like, you know, however many hours, it's like 18 hours mm-hmm. or whatever, right? But like, it kind of feels like less, right? Because, because it's a different day. It's a different day, right? So like, to me, it sort of felt like, it, it did feel like weird at first, and we were definitely tired like the first day or so. But mm-hmm. then we adjusted like right away, basically. Because um, really what it is, is like, it's like five hours ahead, mm-hmm. or sorry, five hours behind the next day, you know what I mean? It's yeah. sort of what it feels like. It's weird. Yeah, uh, like, it's, I, it's quite strange. I, when I flew in, I flew into Auckland and spent, like, two yeah. days there and then went to Australia. So, but I left. I started traveling from here at, like, 7 or 8 p.m. And then I had a bit of a layover right. in San Francisco, which was probably, like, 9 or 10 p.m. And then with the way that the times changed, like, I slept a bit on my flight, not super well, yeah. but I arrived at, like, 5 a.m., yeah. So I'm like, well, I have a, like a, a day now to do stuff. And like, yeah. I made the most of it. Like I went to the gym and checked in my Odell and saw some sites or whatever. And then was like deadbeat fucking tired at like 7 or 8 p.m. Yeah. You go to sleep, sleep for 12 hours. And it's like, oh, cool. I'm just like an early riser now. Yeah. I mean, I, I felt completely fine um, by like the next day, I would say. Yeah. Um, part and we were doing like we were doing a lot of stuff like every single day too. So it was it was uh, it was quite busy. But yeah, it's it was a lot of fun. You got it's to hang out with my friend the uh, the koala I saw. Oh, dude, seeing the koala up close was like <laughs> it was incredible. It's so crazy There's, how you can feed fucking kangaroos too. I know, I know, and the wallabies and everything. And you could technically you could feed the quokkas, but they were kind of like they were just sort of like hanging out in the. Oh, they have those those big ass birds. Dude, the cassowaries. Cassowaries. I was gonna call them they're caraways. So, Jesus Christ. They're so scary. They look like they look like dinosaurs. I think they are yeah. the most dangerous. They're the most dangerous bird in the world. I'm pretty sure. I'm sure that's you what the placard said. Yeah. Because they're they're quite tall and they have these like huge talons. Um. But yeah, no, they were they were really cool. Dingoes were very funny because they just they straight up just look like dogs. Mm-hmm. Um. And they're just like following you around like from in their enclosure and everything. And, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was oh. I think my favorite animal there, obviously seeing the kangaroos and wallabies up close was amazing, but mm-hmm. uh, the wombat. Okay. Oh my God. The wombat looks so funny. It looks like a little pig, sort of, and it just waddles around, and it has like a huge like plate on its ass. Its, its ass is like armored, apparently. Huh. Um, and it's got like, it's like bone. It's got like a very bony ass. Um, and then it shits out cubes. I didn't get to see the cubes, oh, unfortunately. But, um, you, you know what I was kind of bummed by? platypus kind of small i didn't see the platypus i saw the echidna which was very interesting mm, i think the platypus might have been in the zoo that's like downtown sydney in the bay or whatever oh yeah that's like uh, the actual yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah this is it stinks comparatively oh uh, the, it was incredible like just just being able to 
um, like feeding the wallabies was just like the coolest thing in the world because they just come right up to you and they're so nice and they'll just like grab you with their little claws as well. Aww. Like, man, they were so cool. But it's a, yeah, Sydney rocks. It's where did you stay when you were there? Uh, I stayed. Oh man, I forget the name of the hostel. I don't know if you went to that Spice Alley place, but it was like right there. It was okay. like walking distance to, you know, were the you opera at, like, house what, and stuff. Oh, okay. So you were like downtown. Yeah. Did you go to like Newtown at all? No. Oh man. It's a really cool neighborhood. Just like so many good restaurants, just very walkable, lots of shops and stuff. Let me see. Um, I'm, I'm pulling up the Google Maps. We went to a few pubs as well. Nothing better than going to a nice pub, um, having like an absolutely insane sized fish and chips meal for lunch, and then just like sleeping the rest of the afternoon. Wonderful. The best time. fish and chips of my life was in New Zealand, actually. Oh, wow. So, like, yeah. it was, I mean, that's I, I believe that, that area has very good fish and chips. Um, no, it was, it was a great time. I am glad to be back. I'm glad to not be traveling for a while, mm. hopefully. Because this year was a lot of traveling, which was very fun, but it's like, it is exhausting. Yeah. So I'm, it, I'm as, happy to stay put for a little bit. As I uh, get older, I'm like, damn, being at home rocks. It does. It really does. It's great. But I'm, it's I, also I, a nice treat to stay in a, in a hotel. I was staying is. at Wake Up Sydney, which is in Haymarket. Haymarket. Okay. I, I feel like I recognize So, that. yeah, it's like... It was like a 20 minute walk or something to like the, uh, yeah. the Sydney opera house. It's a very walkable city. Very easy to get around. Yeah. We went to a couple breweries as well. That were great. Did you, did you drink any beer from Grifter Brewing? Oh, I don't remember. Oh man. They have a, they have this watermelon Pilsner Ooh. that like, and I'm not a big like fruit beer guy necessarily, but mm -hmm. I like Pilsners and it's kind of a very subtle watermelon flavor and it's just so good. The fucking beer prices are insane though. Oh, I believe I, that. And I know it's because, you know, they pay people a living wage there and, and there's no tipping. And so it's mm. like people get like decently paid there and make a decent living, which is good, obviously. And there's like higher taxes and stuff. But it was like a four pack of like craft beer was like 26 bucks. <laughs> it's like, what? The, there's a couple things that blew my mind. I think the biggest was there was a cafe attached to my hostel. So I was thinking, okay. okay, this place must be pretty cheap. It's attached to a hostel. Yeah. I had an acai bowl, a muffin, and a flat white. And it cost over $40. I, I, I believe that. They have a lot of cafes. The, the food there is really oh, good. Oh, yeah. And food, fantastic. Food's great. The coffee's great. Um, really, really good food city. Uh, and then, yeah, just the fact that there's cafes everywhere. There's a lot of breweries. But, yeah, man, like. God, it, I mean, they're on an island, too. Obviously, it's that plays a role, too. But mm -hmm. holy shit, it's so expensive there. <laughs> but really nice city. Really good time. Um, but Love to glad to be it. back. Glad the Canucks are doing well. And any predictions for tonight's game? Oh, yeah, because they're playing Vegas. Like, they're playing Vegas tonight. an hour tonight. and a half. They're playing uh, Vegas tonight for first in the, in the conference, I think. Yeah, right? I think like the more compelling thing is this is could very realistically be a first-round playoff. Uh, preview oh man because vegas has LA, been bad recently yeah too. vegas is yeah they, if they lost in the shootout to edmonton which was the second day of a back-to-back where they yeah. lost to calgary so yeah. you're going to think that they're will be motivated to not have a completely dog ass uh canada road trip yeah um similarly the canucks is like this is a measuring stick game against the former 
Stanley yeah. Cup, or the defending Stanley Cup champions. So it seems like every time the Canucks have played like a good contending team this year, they've really came up for it. Like that Dallas yeah. game, the Rangers game, Colorado game, they lost, but I still think they played well. Uh, just unfortunate that Kale McCarr broke that game wide open in the third period. Yeah. Um, so I'm expecting a good hockey game. I'm expecting it to be like kind of uh, back and forth. Uh, don't love the Juleson Friedman thing. So that's like another immediately nice no. thing is that Zdorov will be able to slot in where Susie was before. Yeah. And, and But, ten, you know, tonight they're at home. They can line match. So Yeah. The, and and Talkett is capable of doing that. So. Yeah. I, what I'll say about that is that Anaheim game was the most road win home game I might have ever have seen. It was the highlights. The highlights just looked bad i did, it, i mean and, and i saw you guys posting about it in the discord too and it looked it was, was like oh it, was it looks painful. like i'm not missing anything good right now so. yeah so like I, I i mean i'm just really hoping that it's a return to like the good exciting form that we saw over the the third edmonton win because yeah. the, they've been like getting points which is good in this like kind of mini slump but it would be nice to see like a signature performance again especially with yeah. the, like the schedule coming up in december being pretty pretty difficult I'm selfishly. I want them to play Demko against Calgary. I think that makes yeah. the most sense. And then yeah. you give um, to Smith, New Jersey, who not an important divisional game or whatever. I I like that, and I feel like they might go that way. And New Jersey also hasn't been that great. They've been a bit recently. struggling, yeah. So, always, always nice to see, but I mean, New Jersey's kind of whooped our ass in the last couple I of know. years. They they do scare the shit out of me. Uh, really but their, their goaltending has been pretty pretty bad. Uh, they do have the secret sauce of Heischer and Hughes back again, so yeah, that'll be an interesting. But we're gonna record before that game, anyways. Uh, right. I guess like the last Zadorov thing is I'm I'm wondering. How much like under the table negotiating have they done with Milstein to this point? <laughs> I must be so much, man. I so, feel like they're prob they're probably gonna re-sign Zadora. Yeah, which I, I this is like a good little test run, right? To see if it is an actual good fit and like something that they should should do. Um as opposed to it being like a complete unknown in the off season. Uh it was funny, I was listening to I was really just Halford and Bruff again this morning, two shout outs in one show. But uh, Drance was on there, or maybe it was on Canucks Talk. I don't know, man. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts at work. All kind of blends together. But raised the point, and this was, I think, in an athletic mailbag. Where you know we've talked about bringing back Tyler Myers on the cheap, like yes. oh, if it's one or one point five million, that'd be okay. Yeah. Um, Myers is like top forty in defenseman scoring right now, and he's <laughs> six eight, and yeah. uh, like an effective penalty killer. And he's like coming up on a thousand NHL games, and based on the market around that, like the next deal is probably going to be like, you know, the Eric Johnson uh, Buffalo deal, yeah. or is like one for three point five. Like he's better than Eric Johnson right now, so yeah, you're probably looking at like a four million dollar deal, which I don't want to give Tyler Myers that. No, no, thank you. So I think no, like I'm having Zadorov as, and also he's right-handed, yeah, which is the other other big thing. So. I, I think having Zadorov in is your like he plays on the left though, right? Uh, Zadorov can play both sides, but he's most okay. comfortable on the left, and I think he shoots left. Okay. I was saying Myers right. is right. Oh, you're saying Myers? Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he's listed on cap friendly as an L slash RD, but I believe okay. he was uh mainly playing as a damned um lefty in Calgary. 
And yeah. I, I mean, I've seen some hand wringing about that and how it doesn't make sense. And like, Tenef would have made more sense, et cetera, et cetera. Folks, for tonight's game against Vegas, you're going to have one of Juleson and F- or Friedman playing their offside. Uh, I'll I'll uh, take uh, I'll take one of Zadora for Susie, yeah, or Ian Cole playing in their offside instead. That's completely fine by me. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, oh, I'm we excited for tonight. I'm yeah. excited for Saturday. I'm not even Sorry, you wrap up because you have to stream. No, we didn't even look at yeah. the athletic player cards for him. Oh, well, well, Hughes that's... looks great on there. I'll say that. There's, uh, some, there's some Canuck players pretty high up on there. Okay, right, let's look at this Zadorov one because this is the yeah. Zadorov episode. Yes. Um, athletic. Doop, boop, 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 boop. Uh, do, 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 do. No, where are the player cards at? Damn. Athletic, hockey, player cards. For uh, 2022, 15 hours ago, Pacific Division. Let's go. There you go. Yeah. Woo! Team name Calgary Flames. All right. Position. Man, Who's who's last here? I think it's it's got to be someone on the Sharks. It's gonna be like Vlasic. No, Vla- Vlasic is sixth from the bottom, but he is minus twenty five right now. Mario Ferrero is is projected to be at the bottom. It's like all the bottom the bottom six is five Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh uh, shit! So okay. Uh, minus they have an, an, as minus three. By the by, the end of the season, the that's forecast the for- oh, that's net the, rating, that's the forecast yeah. net rating, yeah, and yeah. minus eight right now. So it was fifth yeah. amongst uh, Calgary defenders yeah. behind Hannafin, Anderson, Weger, and Tanev. Yeah, uh, I'm, you know what? I'm gonna stick with the J Fresh card in this case. Yeah, uh, yeah. Fuck, <laughs> f- fuck you, uh, Dom Lecision. <laughs> the sleepy guy going to bed too early. Uh, so It'd be so funny if Canucks fans started getting really mad about this Dora player. Yeah. Card. No, the uh, <laughs> thing I learned today, uh, again, listening to the radio, is that the way that this, like, these projections are all made based off of expected goals. So you yeah. got to consider that. And it's harder to have, like a, like, a good defensive rating is, like, plus one or plus two when, like, the good offensive ratings are, like, in the 20s. Yeah. Um, so, like, minus two defense isn't great. But it's also not the end of the world. I think yeah. a minus six is is quite a bit worse. Um, yeah. yeah, let's let's look at like Quinn Hughes has like a crazy fucking card. Yeah, his uh, his net rating is plus twenty six or twenty seven right now. The forecast so, is plus eighteen. That's um, so crazy. Yeah, like his his current offensive rating is plus twenty three, and his defense is plus three. And I guess like plus three is uh like insanely fucking high um god is he like the top defenseman he Uh, actually based on current rating is um the first in the the pacific yes yeah dry cycle and hymen are below him at 20 and he's plus 27 that's it adam fox is plus 21 uh let's check let's check mccarr Okay, holy shit. What's what's Makar? <laughs> Makar is plus 32. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, again, fuck okay. Omslish's model. Uh <laughs> Quinn Hughes the best, he's the man. Uh a bunch of haters out there. Oh yeah, before we wrap up, one more complaint about commercials. Yes. Why is Zach Hyman in two different Pepsi commercials? 
Which ones? Which ones is he in? He's in. He's in one with uh, Morgan Riley. Okay. And he's in one with Darnell Nurse. Oh, that's so stupid. Yeah. Give I, me a give me a Quinn Hughes and Pedersen commercial. You know, right? Like I think we're, we're at the point. Like a they, good agent or something. Maybe it's because yeah. I'm in Alberta. I don't know. Oh, but, that could be it. Yeah. But like, but you don't see any Pepsi commercials for Canucks players, do you? I don't think I do. No. And like, I'll, I'll keep an eye out. Zach Hyman is, I guess, what, the third best forward on that team? Fourth best forward on that team? Yeah, third or fourth. He's quite good, but, like, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not, like... And, and, and Darnell Nurse is probably their, their third best defender? Yeah, they're not so, they're not Pepsi-level defense. No, so it'd be like, it's like seeing a Coca-Cola commercial with, like, fucking Tyler Myers and Brock Besser. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> I, 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 I've accepted that I have to see Dreisaitl and, like, sports betting and Skip the Dishes commercials and McDavid... Like applying for a mortgage or whatever. Yeah. Like I, I understand that, but don't show me their fucking scraps, Pepsi yeah, Max. I... <laughs> uh, oh boy! Well, anyways, I'm I'm excited to watch a game tonight and on and on Saturday as well. Probably record a, a Discord episode or a Patreon episode on uh, on Sunday. I'm guessing. Yeah, I'd say that's good. Another two games yeah. and kind of get back yeah. into the uh the swing of things i forget which yeah. one's usually patreon which one's usually main feed but yeah we, we may have switched it around but this yeah. obviously was an emergency episode yeah so. and stefan's been gone for a while yeah. we didn't get out as many episodes in yeah, so no. we're giving yeah. it back thanks, to you the, the fans for listening everyone um check out the patreon yeah uh patreon.com slash i hate uh, this I hate team the, hate this team or just hate this team isn't it no, it's I. Sorry, it is I hate this. Team, I yeah. sure hope it's I hate this team because that's what it I've is, been it saying is, on the show. It, it and is I hate in the this description team. For, I, for some reason. It, it auto completed to hate this team for me, and I mm. think that's just I just like typed that in a while ago or yeah, something. I, I think the Twitter's like hate this team pod. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Hey, yeah. could, I think our SEO is good enough now that you can find us if you if you want to find us. I think so, but but check out the uh, the Patreon, join the Discord. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, and, th- and thank you if you already do that. We appreciate. Yeah, that. you you the best that's right all right well peace out everybody Wow! Wow!